We're joined today by Mary Fennerin, who is a, a member of Bethlehem's Neighbors of Peace, but uh, she's joining us today, uh, speaking on her own behalf. And we've had a lot of uh, discussion over the last six months or so about the uh, the war in the Ukraine. But one issue that is continuously popped up is the role that fossil fuels are, are playing there. And in fact, just recently, some of the officials of the United Nations uh, raised concerns uh, about how um, the United States was uh, actually using the uh, conflict in order to uh, help out U.S. gas companies with prices. So, so Mary, what's your perspective on the issue of um, how does fossil fuels uh, factor into this uh, conflict in the Ukraine? I'm really happy you brought up the UN. It takes one point off that I don't have to mention again. Um, but the UN mentioning it, I think, is absolutely true. When thinking about this, I was thinking... I remembered 9-11 and how that was used to push the war in both Afghanistan and then Iraq um, with a totally false connection to no weapons of mass destruction and how much the oil and gas industry profited at that time. Um, Halliburton profited over $39 billion from that war. And while Iraq still profits from some of their oil, the oil and gas industries definitely got their claws in there and are profiting, um, which was part of the whole ploy there. Um, the Ukrainian war is not dissimilar, except that we are reaping the profits without the military sending soldiers. Um, we send support being advisors, tanks and weaponry. Um, and we are benefiting from uh, their need for natural gas, which was stopped. Uh, which the Russian uh, was providing them and we were stopped. There's a lot more I'll say on that. So anyway, uh, I hope that gives my stance. I, I'll just note that there was an article in the Washington Post a couple of days ago um, that Congress, particularly the Republicans, are going to want an investigation. What exactly is happening with the $20 billion that the United States has sent over to the Ukraine? Because usually in these type of wars, um, uh, a, a lot of the arms actually get sold on the black market and end up being used against uh, America uh, and its allies. And it was interesting the Pentagon responded, well, yes, we should think about where that $20 billion go, but just be aware that usually we can't figure out where our resources are. Um, and that's in the best case circumstances. But you, you mentioned like liquefied natural gas. What has that role been playing recently with the Ukraine? Okay. Um, well, you know that the, it's, uh, the Nord Stream pipeline had a huge breach and we were stopping, encouraging or telling the Ukrainians and the Europeans to stop using Russian gas. Um, and so Biden promised back in March or April, very close to the same time that negotiations were starting between the Russians and the Ukrainians, at the same time, Biden promised Europe and um, the Ukraine are liquid natural gas, um, which is is kind of, you know, it was um, so they promised that. And meanwhile, for some reason, Zelenska pulled out of the negotiations. Not sure what that point is there, but there are now 10 LNG exports here and 
10 import ports in Europe, which are not fully operational yet, but LNG is much more involved um, in regards to producing GHG than the Nord Stream pipeline would have been before this breach. I mean, that's the huge biggest breach in ever of natural gas. Um, they have to first, they liquefy the frack gas, then they transport it by ships with all of the fuels used there, then the vaporizing and the piping of the gas in Europe. So it is huge regarding um, <clears throat> how much um, greenhouse gases, GHG, if you will, um, is being produced. Um, before the war, the fossil fuel companies were tanking, um, and now they're having huge profits. But let me let you ask another question here, because I think I'm getting beyond that. Well, uh, I mean, one of the things that we had talked about, you had mentioned previously, is that uh, Jill Stein, former uh, Green Party presidential candidate, and I should mention I managed her 2016 presidential campaign. Um, she was involved in some webinar recently, and she was raising uh, this issue. Were there a couple of key points that you thought would be worth sharing? Well, I, I, one of the key points was that the, um, the Nord Stream was the hugest breach. And she also mentioned all of the other climate catastrophes that are happening and how all of this war will add to it, how the, you know, the, um, the melting in the Arctic, rain in the Arctic for the first time. Um, and these are things that we have to stop and not perpetuate with the liquid natural gas. She said that all of this, this war is unacceptable, unsustainable, unsurvivable system for the elites. Both she and Noam Chomsky have stated that the natural gas profits and the weapons profits are behind the perpetuation of this war, which is what I truly believe. And I was gratified to hear that because I've been saying that for a while. Um, she She's an amazing woman. She knows her stuff and she is really, um, in that webinar, she was feeling quite gratified that other people in the room were kind of agreeing with her because a lot of us are, you know, feeling guilty because we're not like sitting there saying, let's support the Ukrainian people. I contend that, that our biggest support is to stop this push of the oil and gas industry and, and get them out of there. But um, that's she's a, a hero of mine. I'm finally joining the Green Party this week, Mark, just to let you know. You know, when the, the war initially broke out, and it was clear from the start that uh, access to gas from Russia was one of the, you know, points that Russia was using to try to leverage, you know, Europe to, you know, not, uh, you know, aggressively back the Ukraine. You know, one of the things a lot of climate activists in the United States pointed out, like Bill McKibben and, and some of the leaders over in Europe, like uh, Greta Thunberg, was this was just another signal to the world that we needed to immediately, you know, end our dependence upon uh, fossil fuels, natural gas, which is, after all, fossil fuel, and immediately speed up, um, you know, a conversion to 100% renewable energy. That has not seemed to really have occurred, despite it making a lot of logical sense. Oh, and it's and it's really sad. And I think that the propaganda machine has been huge. Um, they, they are, there has been some push and some people recently on a call, I'm also on the Sierra Club gas action team and on a call today, they were saying that it is pushing for the renewables. I say that 
with the amount of money that we're sending and spending for the LNG ports, for the export and, and all of that infrastructure, we could just send heat pumps, you know, air sourced heat pumps. And even though they would have to use, um, you know, maybe some fossil fuels to power them for the while, or even God forbid, nuclear, at least it would be less than building all of this huge infrastructure in Europe um, for liquid natural gas, which is got to be on its way out. Um, I'm not sure if I really answered your question there, but it's it's something that um, we really have to stop. Um, the military budget is about two thirds of the entire discretionary budget when you include the VA and the energy budget section on nuclear weaponry. Believe it or not, nuclear weapons are in the energy budget, um, which is, you know, um, anyway, about a trillion dollars all told. And the Manchin deal, um, the Inflation Reduction Act, Climate Act, provides about $3 billion to fight climate. So you look at $1 trillion versus $3 billion, and Biden keeps on saying we have to, you know, do climate things. And then he's pushing for LNG ports. Well, I mean, when it, and we're about out of time. But one interesting thing was it was when the Kerry and Biden showed up at, you know, COP27. They thought everybody would be cheering wildly for them because they passed the IRA, the biggest investment ever in American history in renewable energy. And they were not well received. And uh, in fact, the United States still viewed as the big uh, climate culprit on the planet, even though you know, China is now the largest emitters. Uh, very quickly. Um, Mary, if people want more information about Bethlehem Neighbors for Peace, how best to do that? At a website, um, BethlehemNeighborsForPeace.org. And all it's been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.